Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, John sounded happy. <laughs> John was happy. John was near a three-point stance at one point. I, somebody took a picture in the booth, and John is crouched over. looks like he's firing out of a three-point stance. While we're in the middle of a play, um, he, he leans into it. And uh, certainly he was pretty happy on Saturday, as was uh, just about everybody, uh, Michigan fans uh, nationwide, and uh, big win. Now it's off the Big Ten title game. Do you think they're in no matter what, Gator? Uh, yes, I do. Because I they because they beat Ohio State, and Ohio State is no way to improve themselves. Um, even if they were to lose to Purdue, yeah. um, I just – it's hard for me to find a way that they're out because, okay, how would it have to happen? USC is likely in right now as the fourth team. Yep. So, all right. So who who's going to jump? I mean, who's going to be the fifth? Who's going to be oh, in the, fifth? the only other option would be Alabama, right? And- which we know Nick Saban's lobbying for it, but a two-loss Bama team is not going to get in over a one-loss Michigan team when Michigan beat Ohio State. Michigan would have wins over two teams in the top ten in Ohio State and Penn State, and Bama's best wins would be Texas and Mississippi State, who I think are twenty-one and twenty-five. I mean, that might, might change a couple of days. It's weird to think that in the end of all of this. <laughs> that Michigan's schedule and their wins might be better than Bama's, but um, it may turn out to be the case. That's because Bama lost twice. That's, yep. that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's what happens. It's why it's, um, it's, it's tough when you look at teams that look like they had a real shot, like Tennessee, um, but then Tennessee not only lose to Georgia, but then they totally fell flat um, in that game against South Carolina, and what are you going to do? But then South Carolina validates that with, uh, with a big win over Clemson. So the the question is, when these rankings are released, the only drama is who's five, Bama yeah. or Ohio State, because neither of them can improve themselves. So right. whoever's five is the one waiting in case there's a you know there's a trap for for I guess TCU and USC. Well, but that's the thing. You're right. If TCU loses, I think they're still in. Probably. Well, they've got the resume where they've beaten. I mean, the teams that they beat, they beat them when they were ranked in the top 25, but I don't know if any of them are still ranked in the top 25. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much credit you get for that. It's like, oh, hey, we beat Michigan State early in the year when they were ranked 11. Well, <laughs> do you? Yeah. Um, and, and the Pac-12 has totally cannibalized itself, so they're not going to get a, another team that doesn't have a chance there. Ohio State's in a weird position where they almost have to root for Michigan to win so that they don't drop down to four. Yeah. Because I, I they ca- you can't, in good conscience, put Ohio State ahead of Michigan. Now. I would think Ohio State drops to five and that yeah, they're Ohio the team State's that 
yeah, and they're the team that um, could get in if, say, USC loses. Yeah. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Phone calls, feedback. Carson Anderson. Let's go to Doug, who's next here on ninety seven. Won the ticket. Hello, Doug. Hey, how you guys doing? All right, Doug. Good, thank you. I just wanted to say I'm fifty two years old, and the way they beat Penn State this year was when I realized that I had never seen anything like that before. Jim Harbaugh is a bad scientist in college football, like John Beeline was at college basketball. He's not getting the five star recruits, but he's recruiting and putting a system in that can beat them. But he is getting the five-star recruits. He had a five-star running got a back. He's, he got a, a, he's got a quarterback. Yeah, not, he's got a defensive back. I mean, not as, not as not many as Ohio, Ohio State. State. Well, no, but yeah, that's my went point. out and got the yeah. best player in the transfer portal on the offensive line. He's recruited just fine. Yeah, but he's still – it's not at the level that Ohio State has been, and they just drubbed him. So I just think he's just done a phenomenal job. So – Took him a while to figure. I mean, I mean, is it safe to say that it took Harbaugh a while to figure out college football and how he wanted to approach it? And we we talked about is this when it got off to a bit of a rocky start? Was it going to go the way of Dabo? Dabo got off to a rocky start at Clemson, where they were good, but there was always something lacking, and they kept losing to South Carolina. And then Dabo kind of got it up and running, and I, and it feels like it's taken that kind of timeline. And I think Harbaugh now is, has navigated college football, figured some stuff out. And, yeah, I mean, it seems to me, Doug, that he's, he's, got some, he's got some clue on how he wants to put a team together to win at the collegiate level. Well, maybe the, the smartest thing he did was listen to his brother yeah. and go raid the Ravens for a, a defensive coordinator and then go do it again when you lose him back to the Ravens. So, well, um, that's the thing I kind of want to bring up, too, is it's, it's, this is recency bias because of the last two seasons the success that Harbaugh the best two had. seasons Michigan's yeah. had in their, in their storied yeah. you know careers with that being said is Harbaugh building something right now where I mean it's underreported I think they lost that he lost both his coordinators and they're undefeated you yeah. know like not just two coordinators the coordinator of the year and then the other one goes to the NFL right yeah. I mean yeah. I, the, you're right exactly where, I think it's defensively is what's been impressive right that that, that defense last year I still maintain the defense last year is better than the defense this year. They they faced more adversity and they came through it. They were more dominant. This one hasn't faced the offenses that last year's did. This is a really good defense. And to go out and get a when you lose the defensive coordinator, but you get a guy who's going to do and pick up the same principles and and do the same thing, that's really smart. I don't know if if their offense is their offense doesn't look like it's anything um like cutting edge. I mean, they've got great running backs. They've got a great offensive line. And the quarterback play has been, you know, iffy this year. Now, on Saturday, McCarthy hit guys who were wide open in the first half. And I don't know how many big passes he hit in the second half. But he made plays with his feet that everybody's been asking him to do. Take off and run. And he did. And I just, it was an adjustment he made. Um, but it wasn't like he was dynamic. He was He was good. He did what he had to do. But that running game. When you've got your choice between Corm and Edwards, those are nice decisions to be able to make. Feedback uh, first from Josh. Champ, the Michigan secondary with little or no pass rush. They came up huge. Chump, the commander's terrible attempt at Sean Taylor's statue. Looks like a mannequin. Champ, Donovan Edwards making plays to seal the victory. Chump, the Pistons, they are just bad with or without all their starters playing. I'm going to make a body Uh, out of rebar. 
And I got to put a jersey. It wasn't and even a, a mannequin. Yeah, it was just. It was less than a mannequin. It was looked like they were show. Like, hey, would you like to buy a jersey and a helmet? It was on display. Like, did, did they it really to, did look like it was on display. Yeah, did they go to a local like Under Armour store and ask to take one and go in the back? Hey, where come the, to the commander's shop and yeah. buy a, a retro uh, helmet. Like, there you go. From Scott Champ Donovan Edwards, running like he hates the ground. <laughs> Chump. Yeah, the Sean Taylor statue. Hello, welcome to Foot Locker. Creepy and dumb, and yeah, disrespectful. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.